0: It was all the colors in the sky. And so few
1: people. I woke up in Mumbai today, one of the biggest cities in the world. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to bed with nothing around me, just stars <laughs> and maybe leopards. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah! Uh, I'm Johnny, and you're listening to the Reflections Podcast. Namaste and welcome to another episode of the Reflections Podcast. It was not the route that I initially planned coming from Bulgaria, but with a bit of flexibility and an open mind and taking advantage of cheap flights, I arrived into Mumbai in the middle of November, ready for some Indian adventuring. I'll tell you all about my personal experience in India in the next episode, but today's guest, Om, is someone. Who doesn't particularly like the big city life in India. Om Ugle is a very special human being who takes people out of the big city life in India and into the mountains. Om is from a place called Nasik in Maharashtra which is about a four hour drive from Mumbai and although he spends a bit of time with his family who are based in Nasik, he now spends the majority of his time traveling either into the jungle in Maharashtra or the Himalayan mountains in the north. He helps run Dudgaraj Adventures, which was founded by his family and takes people on some real, raw adventures around all different parts of India. In this episode, Om and I are sitting in one of the Dudgaraj camps near Trimbakeshwar, sitting under the stars, feeling like Mowgli's in the jungle, just us two with whoever knows how many animals around us. They have leopards coming into the camp often. And in the 24 hours that Om and I spent by this camp, we cross paths with four snakes. Four. Yeah, I'm not a snake person. <laughs> in India, you are literally treated like a God as a guest. And I felt like that, but I more felt like Om's brother. And just to tell you how I met Om, I arrived into Mumbai, into the chaos, and couch surfed a little bit north of the center, and really connected with my host called Vinayak, and I kept meeting a friend of Vinayak, and a friend of his, and a friend of hers, and a friend of his, and I kept meeting friends of friends of friends. I really did feel like a god, and the culture of hosting in India is really special. They all kept telling me that it was their honor to host me, and I kept being humbled by this. Well, Om and his family, just humbled me some more. And I was lucky enough to go adventuring with Om in the jungle, as well as staying with them in Nasik. And I couldn't be more grateful. We recorded this episode after a delicious Indian feast, which was deserved after our hike up to Harihar Fort, watching the sunset, with some dogs joining us who live in the local villages nearby. And it was all very surreal. We really were in jungle book-esque Indian jungle and the next morning we headed off on another awesome hike with some delicious ice cold mountain water swims. We then headed to Nasik, where I got to meet Om's family and stay with them before I was on a mission to Pune to see my mum and funnily enough my mum and I were actually traveling north together from Pune and ended up reuniting with Om's family. I introduced my mom to them, and we got to have a mother son excursion to their campsite near Trimbakeshwar and go visit the Trimbakeshwar temple. Om really is my Indian brother, and I can't wait for the day we reunite, brother, and to do some more Durgaraj adventure.
0: <clears throat> cheers to
1: life. Ah, cheers to friendship. <laughs> it's been so good meeting you, dude. Drinking Indian wine from Nasik. From Nasik. It's nice. Nice? It's really
0: nice, yeah. It's a bit sweet, I think. Mm.
1: So, when did you start um, coming here? How did the idea come up?
0: Actually, the, this property was like, bought by my father, like, 12 years back. And later on, all the family just came together and just... Part of it, like you can do like this,
1: hmm.
0: We can do something else rather than everyone is doing, yeah, do something alexei Alexei is like something different,
1: yeah, divergent, yeah, I mean it's it's inspiring me to do something like this when I'm older. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to do what you do, and how did you decide like? Just this lifestyle, did it make you be like...
0: This is not my lifestyle, this is me only. Mm. I never wanted to live in like city. Nice. Tried to live in a city, but never liked it. So it was something... Where did you try living? In Mumbai. I lived in Mumbai for like two two days and just got fed up. Two days? Yeah. Wow. Then later And on, why did you move to Mumbai? Uh, for X. The one I told you about, the Sweden one. Oh. She was in Mumbai.
1: Oh, wow. I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> and you tried to get a job in Mumbai.
0: Oh. I did. Actually, I had an interview in Mumbai. Uh, that offered me well, actually. Yeah, like one, 1. 1.5 a month. It was uh, managing all the activities and uh, things around the park and resort. But uh, I turned it down after seeing what Mumbai life is. Wow. Because I don't want that. I want the peace and the satisfaction of my life.
1: Yeah. And (laughs) what is it about the mountains that draws you so much?
0: Uh, It just makes you like calmer
1: hmm. well i feel calm right now looking at like a lot of stars <laughs> yeah one of the clearest skies i've seen at night and We're it? not very far away from the some of the biggest cities in the world <laughs> it's amazing
0: actually uh, sometimes if we are lucky we can see the mil- milky way wow it's really beautiful ah. Don't blame you for loving this
1: life. <laughs> <laughs> and so where were you born?
0: I was born in Nasik. Nasik, Nasik city only. But uh, I grew up in a lot of uh, Adivasi parts. Adivasi is a tribal people. Like we met in the village. Yeah. So most of the time I was here only. In the Katsurli village. Me and my brother. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> mom, my mom dad used to just... Uh, uh, Guide us in a vill- like home, Julas, mm-hmm. Julai swing, and uh, just left it there. And they will go for a hike or something just around the town, and they'll come back and then uh, play with us.
1: And this is how you learned.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I spent what my do you think is
1: different about yeah. the village people to the city people? Like even in Nasik, half an hour away?
0: Uh, Nasik or any city people, they don't have time for themselves. Mm. They don't enjoy their life at the fullest. Mm. I'll say at the fullest because everyone enjoys their life a bit. Like uh, someone will go to pub, someone will go to the restaurant. That's an enjoyment for some people. Yeah, But according to uh, the books I have read and the people I have met uh, you don't get the satisfaction of your life till you have like used 100% of your energy and uh, mind
1: Yeah.
0: you don't get that satisfaction and I have found that satisfaction in mountains like we did today Seeing that sunset.
1: That was so special, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, thank you for sharing a little bit of this amazing way of living with me. (laughs) (laughs) And I was hearing some of the stories, but I'd love to hear a little bit more of um, what you get up to in your work and where you go and the types of people you meet.
0: So mostly I just... I have plans made for the further year for my expeditions, for my climbs, the peaks I want to climb, the pinnacles I want to climb. So I have that plan. So that planning wakes me up in the morning. i get up, (laughs) bitch. You got to work on it. It's not going to happen on its own.
1: Everyone needs that some sort of desire to get up for something like that. I I mean, I think... That's what I'm looking for. That's what everyone seems to be (laughs) aspiring for.
0: (laughs) True. It's an anchor of life, I think. Yeah. That's somewhere your desires are keeping you alive.
1: Yeah, so where does your work take you? Around India?
0: Yeah, around India. Like uh, Manali. I mostly go to Manali. Then Nainital in Uttarakhand. In the north? North.
1: And the types of people that come on these expeditions mm-hmm. um, are a lot of them Indians from different parts of India? Uh, most of, of them, them
0: are uh, Indian. Actually. Because the team is Indian and everyone feels comfortable. Yeah. If there is a, uh, someone like a foreigner in a group and someone has a like, language barrier hmm. if uh, the person is in a difficult situation it will be hard to talk to him
1: yeah
0: we have to think at the lowest point like what is the uh, hazardous thing can happen with you in the mountain like what's gonna happen the have you had what's some gonna freak <laughs> you a shit have you had some <laughs> close calls? Yeah, a lot, <laughs> a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, we encountered
1: two snakes in the space of five minutes today. But what kind of animals uh, have you encountered?
0: I have encountered, in, encountered leopard, hyenas, mm.
1: and they're around uh, us right now, right?
0: Yeah, they are actually within five minutes of lo- walk. <laughs> there is <Great>. a <laughs> jungle, and we can see snakes and all those things. Yeah. We camp in a uh, jungle, we can see leopards as well. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Let's hope that the leopard doesn't make a, a feature on this podcast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Surprise, wild card entry. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it might be a famous podcast. Yeah. You never know. <laughs> and, yeah, have you had some extreme cases on any expeditions where people have come close to... Getting injured or, or like really bad injuries,
0: not on expedition actually, but uh, I'll say I have seen people die due to uh, their what do you in say in life sight, yeah, oh. like in my arms. Oh my gosh. Yeah.
1: And this is not from expeditions, but this is from being a rescue. Yeah, in rescue. In the rescue team. In
0: rescue teams that time i was in uh, manali for a course moi method of instruction so it is uh, carried forward by the army and uh, we had to rescue a guy from Thach that time and there was a uh, there was multiple people doing all sort of things and there was only two or three people who knew cpr and all those medical things like properly yeah. they have tried on people before so one of them was me the person who was being rescued has a had a hapo high altitude pulmonary edema, edema. so uh, we were pumping his chest we were talking to him we we're like hey, don't sleep talk to us talk to us all the way down, but uh, in route he died on the stretcher, Fuck. Fuck. <clears throat> even though we were like 15-20 people around him, still he died. Well, I, was that traumatic for you? A bit, a bit, because... Uh, where he died, that's my work, workstation, you can say. Yeah. <laughs> that's my office. <laughs> so it's like
1: always a point of reference for you. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But there are things you can take care of. And by taking care of those things, you can't die.
1: Hmm. And what kind of lessons have you learned by working in a rescue team?
0: Be clear about what you want intentions intentions yeah if you want to climb that mountain if you want to climb that peak go for it buddy you can do the expedition on your own like alpine style if you are capable and fit enough to do that i mean
1: we've seen people live up to human potential a lot more than we can expect yeah. as well right like we you said, said that man who
0: climbed uh, everest in the shorts <laughs> that's
1: vim <Hof>. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, and I think that's years of of putting your mind to to one way of um, of thinking. Like yeah. he, he puts his his mind to and through breathing techniques yeah. to um, push his body to the extreme yeah. and put yourself in the cold. Starting off with cold showers and
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think he's it's a, a little bit extreme <laughs> to go up Everest
1: with a pair of shorts but Yeah. Uh yeah. He's showing us that there are yeah uh, yeah, ways to <laughs> levels of extremity to, yeah. to push through. But um what is the team dynamics like working for a rescue team?
0: So uh there are like few uh subsections in our team. There are some technical people who knows about the rope work and uh, the gadgets we use, the equipment we use. They are the king of that world. Then later on, we have medics and we have volunteers who supply equipments and uh, ration for the team. It's a, If it's a multi-day rescue.
1: And what's your role? Technical. So, say... Someone has an emergency up a mountain, mm. they call you guys or someone else mm. knows mm. that they're um, screwed. Someone
0: sights them.
1: Someone sights yeah. them, yeah. they're fucked somewhere okay. on the mountain. They call you guys. Mm-hmm. You've done a lot of training but what happens from that moment?
0: At first, we just do a conference call, where is the guy and who got the call, uh, what's the situation, where is all the team then we have like uh, 13 people technical so whoever is available we just uh, slap on our PPE that's personal protection equipment and later on then uh, sanction our uh, rescue equipment from the, our leader which is the Anand uh, later on we just hop onto our vehicle and everyone leaves for the destination later on than that if the person is there if he is conscious then it's okay we just send one team ahead of us which is medic we send medic first which will uh, hike up the mountain f- really fast yeah like run up yeah they have to run up with the first aid kit hmm. just, uh, that, just uh, like this then they will look at the condition give, it, give us a signal on the walkie That what's the condition and what do we need to carry up, up the mountain? If we carry all the equipment, then we'll be tired.
1: Hmm.
0: If he can't walk down and we have to carry him on the stretcher, that ev- every person in the team will be uh, tired from carrying that all equipment. So we only carry the necessary equipment. We just get them down. Wow. Yeah.
1: And you get them down, you get them to a hospital. Yeah. Wow. wow. And... How long have you been doing this part of the it's rescue It's been team? four years. Well.
0: <clears throat> yeah. Actually, before that, I was rescuing on my own, like uh, two, three people I know. Uh, there was no foundation or institution for this.
1: Just here around this mountain range?
0: Yeah, in Sayadri, nearby Nasik city. Uh, so last year, we all mountaineers from the Nasik came together and formed the organization NCRA the rescue team
1: cool yeah. oh, good for you guys <laughs>
0: <laughs> because anything happens in the mountain
1: yeah
0: it's a big slap on a mountaineering comity, community community yeah. that it's not a safe thing to do mm. everything can be
1: going all all fine and then snap yeah, nature doesn't ankle. forgive you
0: yeah nature doesn't forgive like your mom and dad yeah it doesn't if you sleep and fall it will hurt you that's your mistake that you didn't walk uh, good Mm. you didn't wore good shoes Mm.
1: so what other activities have you done around the mountain
0: i have done hammocking in the valleys (laughs) Uh, then like 400 450 feet of grappling then climbing pinnacles Uh, rather that Staying on the pinnacle (laughs) at night, (laughs) overnight. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) It's an amazing experience. (laughs) I've been just gushing through your (laughs) sleeping bag. You don't sleep well. (laughs) (laughs) Great experience, actually. (laughs) uh, And you did a
1: lot of climbing, right? Yeah. So when you say you go climbing, you go with all the equipment with a bunch of people or you just go and... With my team. With your team.
0: Yeah. Nice. With the people I have trusted the most with my life, (laughs) that if I fall and injure myself, they'll carry me, (laughs) Hmm. (laughs) that kind of, ensure thing, that if someone from the team falls, we'll carry him.
1: (laughs) Yeah, explain to me a little bit more about um, your accident.
0: The one in Arunachal?
1: Yeah, when you fell on your hip.
0: Oh, uh, that was actually uh, during my training schedule. Uh, That was Advanced Mountaineering Course, AMC. So uh, we have done the course. It was the end of the course. And uh, ice climbing test has done. We then uh, did the height height gaining to the Baisakhi base. Baisakhi is a peak in uh, Gorichin Massif. That's in Arunachal. Mirathang Glacier. Nearby Mirathang Glacier. So uh, we were hiking down and that time we were we were not eating well. We were eating dal chawal for like a week because all our ration was far far away and there was a landslide and there was yeah. no road connectivity. Also some of our uh, ration has washed away by the flash flood. Yeah. So uh, we were eating dal chawal and no one had an... Pinch of energy mm. to do anything. Now, still the team was fit and everything was good, so we retrieved our camping equipment like tents and kitchen and everything, and everyone loaded the sacks with the tents. Like we shuffled the equipment around the team. Everyone was carrying like 25, to 30 kilograms of the backpack, and we are descending from the moraine. Oh. that's the scree part of the glacier when the glacier melts away the rocks beneath they are very sharp and uh, really slippery Mm. so we were descending there was a mountain river on Mirathan glacier there was a ladder on the rocks we just had to pass on the ladder our instructor uh, dancer they were there They were helping each and every uh, student with his walking stick. Just hold the walking stick and cross the river. But one guy was a really talented person. He said, no, sir, I walk on my own. Hmm. I don't need your help. I like this tall, 6.5 feet and uh, weight, a lot of weight. He fell down. With the ladder. Oh. Busting his balls. Oh. (laughs) Bit of karma. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So he fell down in the river and he was just sliding on the river. It's a mountain river so it has a lot of force because it's coming from the altitude. Yeah. So to save him, Dancer jumped in the water. Dancer was like this uh, five foot five like me. But lay much thinner than me, like uh, 50 kilo- kilograms or something like that. He wasn't able to rescue him with that 25 kgs of rucksack and that 6 feet, yeah. uh, 6.5 feet of body. He wasn't able to. So uh, later on, me. I jumped from one side of the river and another friend of mine, another colleague of mine, jumped from other side of the river. And we saved both of them. Um, but during that rescue, uh, when I was saving dancer from this side, and was we saving the saving the person who fell down from that side, I was in water with my leg, left leg, mm. crunched up in the boulder, two boulders. When I uh, just hold the dancer. And just pulling towards the riverbank.
1: It's making the injury worse. Yeah.
0: Oof. I was oh, slightly cringing. twisting my hip. Yeah. In that pose. And that was like horrible. Mm. After that incident I came out of the river. I was feeling numb down my body. Shit. Like till the body was warmed up again by walking. I didn't feel anything. And
1: how did you get down the mountain after that? Lumping. Oh.
0: <laughs>
1: Oof. <laughs> oh. And you had plans to go climbing in Iceland,
0: right? Yeah, I have. I have. It's really beautiful there. Iceland yeah. or Norway. Or Norway. Yeah, Nice. I just want to see northern lights. Mm. Yeah. It's a dream. Yeah. Another day. (laughs) Yeah, surely. In this life only.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And you know what I found so refreshing, even Mm. in my week here, Mm -hmm. um, is I knew how big India was. And I Mm. I have some Indian friends that I've met um, Mm -hmm. on the travels in Ireland and South Africa. But I've I've been here a week and coming here, just realize how... How big this place is! It's like a continent on its own and it's full of (laughs) diversity of, of course, big cities, but so much nature. um, And so many different cultures and languages and religions and everything. You know, there is a saying,
0: Marathi is a native language of Maharashtra, actually. And there is a saying that Marathi changes every after 40 kilometers. Wow, the accent, the words, the meaning of the words (laughs) changes after 40 kilometers.
1: Wow. (laughs) And you've learned a lot about Indian culture from traveling around India and and hosting people from everywhere, right?
0: Yes. uh, I'll tell you one thing. In uh, proper Indian wedding, there is a a theory that uh, you live uh, seven lives. The seventh life is a human life. So, uh, when you marry someone, you're going to stick together for all the seven lives. It's like that. Hmm. So, uh, there is a wedding thing in Punjabis where you can marry a woman by just holding her dupatta and circling around the Guru Sahib. What's dupatta? Dupatta is a kind of a cloth. Woman wrapped around the Like a neck. sari? Yeah, like a sari. Sari has a back thing, no? The longer one. Mm. That's kind of a dupatta. Yeah.
1: What have you learned by hosting all of these different kinds of people? <laughs> about yourself uh, or about India or about.
0: I have learned that settling down is not an option. Mm. And uh, you have to just be like a grass. I told you the theory of grass and the tree. In tsunami, tree won't stand, but grass will. Mm. Grass might will. The chances of standing grass are 90%. But tree, Mm 0%. Don't be a conclusive opinion. Don't have conclusive opinion. Stay open. Stay open.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's something that I think the more I travel, the more I realize how little I know.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it keeps you grounded.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it's just so, it's fun learning about all these different kinds of
0: What was your experience when you saw the sunset at Harir? Ah. (laughs) How was it? It's indescribable. It was... I think we experienced i don't know what
1: a picture like i picture when i think of the word heaven but it's something that like that <laughs> <laughs> oh it was so stunning <laughs> it was all
0: the colors in the and sky so few
1: people i woke up in mumbai today one of the biggest cities in the world yeah <laughs> and i'm going to bed with nothing around me just stars <laughs> and maybe leopards <laughs> <laughs> And didn't travel very far, five-hour bus journey to get here, Yeah. and three hours by train, right?
0: Three hours by train.
1: Yeah, and India just has so much to offer, and yeah. I think, now having friends from India helps, but um, when you don't know about India, mm-hmm. and you come to India, um, there's only so many movies, stories, books you can read, YouTube videos you can watch mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and hear about India. But it's all, it's nothing like the experience of arriving, especially into a, a, like a Mumbai. <laughs> I'm sure Delhi's the same experience yeah. and just, just being completely overwhelmed by the chaos. <laughs> <laughs> like people are so interested in you and good people and bad people. <laughs> like no, to focus on the, <laughs> the good people that are interested in you here because there's so many and so much kindness and hospitality, and like yourself, just yeah. ah, South African over South African Irishman over, let's go up the mountain, and come <laughs> come to my campsite. Nice, like,
0: nice.
1: Um, that is just something so special, and that's why I travel. And what do you think? Um, Foreigners that come in Mm -hmm. and stay with you and go up the mountain. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: What do you think a misperception is about India or about rural India?
0: I don't know, but most of the people think that India is like the country where the people just sing to the cobras Mm. and they dance on that. And Indians are not scared of the cobras. Indians are that, Indians are like uh, creepiest people alive. Hmm. I don't think so. See, there is yin and yang in everything. Yeah. There is good and bad, and bad and good.
1: Hmm.
0: You can't generalize that. Yeah. There's a lot to learn in India, there's a lot to see in India.
1: It's a different world here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. and.
0: Oh, the food. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the food. <laughs> it's so amazing. I'll just uh, give everyone advice that if you are traveling to India, keep a medicine for your stomach. <laughs> <with> <laughs> you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, so far so good for me.
0: <laughs> okay, that's good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's beautiful though. The hospitality. <laughs>
0: It's because our culture. It says, I told you about it, I guess. It's, um, we think of our guest as a God. Mm. Do you think that's why so many
1: see me and want to take a picture with me? I
0: think so. And it's also a new thing for many people. Mm. Because in India, being abroad is a a big thing. Mm. Even though the cities like Mumbai if that neighbor's son is in abroad it's a big thing for them mm. even though he's studying or he's having a job abroad it's a big thing and then yeah. foreigners come to India we tend to think like they are so amazing <laughs> <laughs> which is you are <laughs> you are amazing <laughs> people
1: well not everyone you know I hope I'm a little bit amazing. <laughs> no, you but uh, it like, it's just funny to assume that straight away, you know. Um, it's so humbling for me. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm a celebrity when people want to take a picture with me. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, what did I do to, to deserve that? You know, you don't know me. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: I don't know, but it won't happen in uh, South Africa if I come there. No. It won't happen with me. No. Mm -hmm.
1: Anywhere I've traveled, I've never been asked by a stranger to just have a picture. Okay. (laughs) It makes me realize how lucky I am to travel.
0: Mm, That's true. Everyone wishes to travel, but not everyone can.
1: Yeah. That's true. And... But there's always a way to travel cheaper than you might expect. (laughs) Yeah. Like, you downloaded Couchsurfing today, right? Thanks, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're my host.
0: <laughs>
1: but yeah, there's a, there's a community out there for low-budget travel.
0: Um, mm.
1: When there's a will, there's a way. Yeah. And again, lucky to have a good passport to be able to leave and mm. go into countries and not pay ridiculous visa fees or not be accepted. But um, that's a privilege for sure. Yeah. Um, but
0: yeah. It, it, Ireland it is a strong passport.
1: Yeah, but you can go most places with an Indian passport, right?
0: Yeah, there are like I guess fifty, sixty countries I can visit. With mm. my arrival,
1: mm. I think so. Can you visit
0: Pakistan? Ah, uh, I don't think so. Mm. Having a military background, mm. I don't think so.
1: And do you have hopes too up in the mountains over there too?
0: Yeah, in Pok, that's K two, mm. the deadliest mountain in the world.
1: Yeah. I mean, I can only speak personally and my, uh, everything I've, the first time I heard of K2 was actually watching 14 Peaks, Nims Dye's documentary. Uh Um, Yeah, you know Nims Dye?
0: Yeah, I have. (laughs) It's a legend. He's a legend, man. (laughs) He climbed hybridly, but he climbed 14 Peaks in six months. He's crazy. Yeah, he's crazy. And his team too. I just wish that I'll do one expedition with him. (laughs) Name's that. Yeah. And he's from Nepal, right? He's from Nepal. Yeah. So
1: when you're up in the Himalayas, did you ever encounter an experience with
0: guys like him? Crazy ones? Yeah. Yeah, I have. In Uttarakhand, I was on the trek called Rupkund. So Rupkund is a very mysterious lake. Uh, At Rupkun, you can find human bones in the lake. Oh, wow. It's a very mysterious trick. Uh, No one knows whose bones that are, who was it, and how did that happen. No one knows that. Hmm. So I was at Rupkun, and uh, there was one guy on his bicycle climbing that mountain. Wow. On bicycle, with the luggage. Wow. I was really amazed what the (laughs) hell are you doing man
1: (laughs) yeah there's some crazy people out there (laughs) yeah
0: crazy (laughs) and later on there are two brothers from sorry nasik i'm we are very good friend of them his name is mahindra ani hitendra mahajan those two did the Kashmir to Kanyakumari Wow on bicycle on bicycle.
1: Yeah, so that's north to the south north to
0: the south Then later on these guys did Ram race across America Wow and completed it in time Wow Then his son Om. He's also another Om. (laughs) Yeah, he's a cyclist he did uh, Kashmir to Kanyagumari in record time, he has a Guinness World Record. Wow. That are crazy people out here. Yeah. They are crazy. You just need to motivate them.
1: <laughs> yeah. And you've had an encounter with Nimstai, right? Yeah, in Mumbai. In Mumbai. Yeah.
0: <laughs> of Actually, all places,
1: of all the mountains you both have been to, you met in Mumbai. <laughs>
0: <laughs> in the <a> crowded city. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> actually he was at the uh, what do you say function I was not able to talk to him but I just had a glance of him
1: Hmm.
0: like I have met Nims that I have seen Nims that (laughs) he's a legend for us
1: Mm. for mountaineers what are your do you have goals for yourself for the next five ten years
0: yeah I have goals I just want to settle my business, my income and everything and then later on just hop on my bike or my car and just ride all the across the India <laughs> nice. and if the time permits, I'll just come to South Africa. Ah, please buddy. do. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, please do, but yeah. <laughs>
1: You'd be so welcome, even if I'm not there. <laughs> yeah, sure. If my family are listening, you're well, you're, guys, you're hosting <laughs> Om very soon. I hope it's very soon. Yeah. yeah. So, we're going to have to wrap up now, Om. Um, okay. Get into our tent soon.
0: <laughs> it's cold out here.
1: Well, everything's <laughs> relative. <laughs> it's cold for the Indian. <laughs> um... Is there anything that you'd like to live by for the rest of your life and maybe advise to others?
0: Yeah, I think I'm just gonna follow my passion and everyone should follow the passion. Mm. Because without passion you'll just get frustrated and you'll not live your life at the fullest. Mm. And being with passion, and making your passion as your profession, it's a great thing to do. Yeah.
1: Well, you've inspired me to do something. I don't know if I could do what what you do,
0: (laughs) but... There is a way, there is a will. Yeah, (laughs) you can see how
1: much you you love what you do and where you are. And it's very inspiring.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Thanks, buddy.
1: (laughs) Thank you, buddy. (laughs) Bye-bye. Danyavad bro and uh, see you in South Africa
0: <laughs> sure soon buddy <laughs> thanks bro
1: hope you enjoyed that episode a fraction of the amount that I enjoyed spending my time with Om being a Mowgli in the Indian jungle thanks so much for listening and for all other Reflections material you can check the episode description below where I'm also going to chuck a link to global fundraising community that i've created called movement for improvement where we're trying to build a safe place for the children of Frefront township in cape town to play we've got sporting events happening all over the world and whether you like to join an event create one your own or donate all of your support is greatly appreciated thanks again and see you next time